Club Talk Radio. Hi everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Sacred Psychic Hour. We are here to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the call number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we would love it if you'd join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And I always forget to post to Twitter, and we probably should interact on Twitter. You know that, Neil? The whole idea is you interact with people, you know, you, you comment on their tweets, you, you know, you build a presence by. I thought you do that already. I I post our show, but I don't talk to people. Talk to people. The idea is you connect with people by, by communicating with them on Twitter. So like you comment on other people's tweets and that's how you get your, you know, well, establish more of a presence online. People discover your show or your business or whatever you're you're trying to promote, and then you get more exposure. But it requires interaction, which cool. I don't do, <laughs> and, I, and you don't do, obviously. Um, no, but maybe we should. It's confined to the show and people calling in. Well, the pro- sometimes yeah. text, right? They text. Right. But I mean, you know, the the premise is like, for example, if we were to promote our show on Twitter and, you know, interact with other people that were talking about psychic energy, things like that, then it would boost our show. We might gain more followers and more callers. Oh, that's an idea. So it's an idea. But anyway, that's the state of affairs with Twitter. The idea of, you know, I mean, the idea of communicating and expanding communication, I guess, takes well, different forms. Um, but then that brings up the idea of, you know, communicating human to human is one thing. Communicating human to spirit, folks, spirits, angels, guides, it's a whole different thing. Well, I, yeah, I mean, ghosts, angels, spirits, guides might provide energy. Behind to promote our show, but they're not going to do marketing. <laughs> well, no spirits. No, they do. I understand, but uh, well, you know, spirits and guides sometimes jumble here. Uh, belong to certain people, and those spirits and guides will compel people right to That's interact true. with us. So. You know, some people will say, oh, I saw your show on Blog Talk or Advertised or I heard about you. But a lot of times spirits will network, if you will. They'll see what's going on and they and they, they will 
compels their humans subjects to uh, to act to, act. to, to call to interact etc which brings up the yeah. question do we do all of us have a guide or a guardian spirit right let's make a distinction though because you know in in religion <laughs> And by the way, I don't know, I think maybe I don't, was a comment made that this was a religious show or maybe this was a religious show and not. Uh, I, know, I don't know. But, but, you know, let's make this clear right now. First of all, as a predicate, this last show was predicated on the, on the uh, idea of in Genesis, the soul entering a human body at the time of birth. That's what we were talking about in Judaism. Um, so we were talking, you know, it was a religious it was a discussion about religious ideas and we discuss ideas on the show, but this is not a religious show. No, no. This is not a religious show. This is a psychic show. This is a show that is uh, rooted in spiritual energy, but, but conversation about the Bible does not make it a religious show. And just because there are ideas that are based on biblical um, principles does not does not does not mean it's a religious show. The Bible is not necessarily a religious book. I mean, religions use the Bible as a basis for their for their theology, but but you know, the Bible can stand on its own without being quote unquote religious. It's so a text. It's a, it's a text. text of that's right. The creation of the world and God's relationship with humankind and a whole historical context. It's really a history book. Correct. Uh, it has suggestions in there that imply certain things, but that's you know also taken to be whether you're reading the, the Holy uh, um, King James Version or you're reading the Tolkien the Torah or you're Muslim or Buddhist. Right. Because whatever the you know, consciousness is, it, it's, a, it's a narrative and it's it's interspersed with facts, if you will, but there's a lot of narration and there's a lot of variation of facts, you know, how it's retold and that kind of thing. And not only that, but there are other religious texts that aren't, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, not saying it right, um, the Quran. I mean, there, you know, religious texts have their value. I don't want to call them religious texts necessarily, but, but, but because of the fact that religions have been based upon these texts, I'm calling them religious texts. Um, but there are lessons to be learned from the contents of many of these different books, these vast, vast, vast collection of texts that are quote-unquote religious. And just because we discuss those ideas on the show does not make it a religious show. So I want to make that clear. And yeah, we talk about animals. This is a science show. Right. And additionally, additionally, I want to clear the air and get back to what we were, what you were speaking about a few minutes ago. I want to clear the air about what was said because, you know, on the last show we talked about, um, you know, the point that the soul enters the body. And I think that I said something about miscarriages and that a woman's grief might be uh, over a miscarriage might be assisted um, in terms of resolving grief if 
the idea could be grasped that the soul is not in a, misca- a child that was miscarried. That, 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 that was not a viable pregnancy to begin with. So, you know, for whatever reason the woman is experiencing the miscarriage, it might help. I did not say there was going to be punishment for that woman or it's punishment. The miscarriage is punishment. We all experience karma on the planet. We all experience karma. And, you know, take it as you will. Call it what you want. Punishment. There's good karma. There's bad karma. And so I think that it, I think that my comments got, um, got framed in an incorrect, in an incorrect manner by the caller. So the intention is not to say, you know, if you have a miscarriage, you're being punished. No. That was not my intention. You know, it all amounts to uh, mortality, the fact that we do die, the fact that we can be wounded, the fact that our emotions can be shattered. It all leads us to the idea that life is a duality of events. And we're prone to um, good things happening and bad, bad things, things happening. happening. I was reading in the obituary column today that this man who died and so he said, well, you know, I had a good life. I had a blessed life. I had a wonderful wife and children. I have no complaints. And I know I'm coming to my end. And, and so I, I feel very blessed about the journey I took down here. And, you know, that was in his obituary. I guess he said these things before his passing, but they decided to put in his obituary. Well, okay, I'm sure things happen to him here and there, but, uh, you know, we, we some of us have our lives of hardship, others are mixed, and others are, have, quote, blessed lives. It, it's a mixed bag, but that has nothing, whether you, whether you embrace God or you embrace atheism, whether you embrace the spirit world or you, whether you embrace the scientific world, it's still all part of the human condition. And there's ups and downs and pros and cons and happiness and sadness in any one category. What's troublesome is when people try to impose one idea as the absolute idea. And that's where it gets a little bit difficult. So when, you know, on our show, we try to be very diverse. And of course, we have to we're psychic, so we have to mention spirits and guides, which brings us to the uh, premise of the show today. Do we all have spiritual guides? And I was going to say, sorry, before I went off on my tangent, spiritual guides. So, you know, when you come into the, I mean, there's a guide that each human has throughout all of their incarnations on the planet. One, a guide. In 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 some religions, they talk about a guardian angel. Um, do people have guardian angels necessarily? Maybe, but really, the 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 first basis is there's a guide that is with a soul throughout all the incarnations on the planet. Basically speaking, I mean, it, you know, it's like saying, do we all have a do? Does every human being have a mother and a father, unless they would test to? Do as, but they still will. Does every human being have have a a male and a female that gave that, that gave created life to them? Yes, but not every human being has parents. Some people have step parents. 
So does, when we get into the soul, does every soul have some kind of guardian spirit or accompanying agent or something that follows the spirit? Basically, yes. But personally, I've read people who I, I couldn't find anything around them. So I can't say a blanket statement that everyone has a guide. Some guides are present, but they're not visible. They don't communicate, transform into anything that, that my psychic perception can, can see. So in those cases, so let's talk about that. In those cases, what, what is the condition of the individuals you're referring to? In your experience, when you don't perceive a guide, I mean, there, there has to be some... Some Usually when I'm doing a reading, I'll see a spirit form around the person. I start to communicate, right. and I understand this is their guide. And they they connect to the human being on, on several multi-levels, either very directly or very passively or not at all, but they're there. Sometimes I look at people through the third eye, and I don't see anything. But in, with those people, I mean, there must be a commonality in their in their in their condition, their attitude, their way of life, there must be some kind of absence of spiritual energy knowledge with people who don't have well, you guides know, that are not visible. You know, if you try to try to make a human language seem coherent, it'd be like looking at a homeless person who does not have any friends, he doesn't have any family, or she doesn't have any family. There's nothing that they see. There's nothing that they have that is connected to any one being. And some of them are good-hearted people, and some of them aren't. Well, I don't think if, if when I talk to some human beings that apparently have, or at least I don't see anything around them, I don't get, a, I don't get an idea that they're bad or that they're good. There's a range of, of different human behaviors that I've seen in people that don't apparently have a spirit guide. It's comfortable to say, oh, we all have spirit guides. We all have spirit guides. Okay, maybe we do. But I don't know if it's a general rule. I think it's, it's weird. Some, some human beings come down and they're, all, they're, they're like orphan, orphan souls. And, and they're very mysterious to crack. They're very mysterious to talk to, even if they decide to do a reading, more or less um, just walking on the planet and looking at people with my third eye and analyzing their status on the planet and not picking up anything with a guide. I mean, I'll sometimes do that just in my daily walk of life without doing a reading. But when you're directly doing a reading, there, there is, there is a solitary sort of existence that some human beings have, where there are just no connections, spirits, guides, ghosts, angels. That's sad. I mean, it, like, it'd be like visiting a planet where there's no life, but it's a planet, a rock, it's made of stuff or gases or something. So, but it doesn't sustain life. Some souls don't sustain astral connections. 
in the form of spirits and guides and such things. But there are wandering souls that are inhabited by bodies. I guess you could maybe trace some connection to other forms of human life around them, obviously. Does everyone have a guardian? I would have to say, blanket statement, no. Not everyone has a guardian angel or a guardian spirit. But it, but it's, so the guardian spirit, a guardian guide is more common than a guardian angel. Yeah. Guardian angels, That's, they, they come later. Be, they don't follow, you know. That would be more of an angel. Oh, my angels were protecting me. Nobody owns an angel. Right. And, and it would be more of an intervention, unless you're, you're deeply connected to the spiritual world. I mean, some people do come down with angels. But um, guardian angel would be more on an interventional basis. Well, it seems to imply that angels are in the category of, of possessive nouns. You don't possess right. an angel. You don't own an angel. They don't belong to you. They aren't part of your your family in terms of what you've collected. They're not your children. Angels are independent. And if they come in, if they're around you, it's a blessing, but not necessarily uh, anything that would pertain to uh, an actual event whereby the angel belongs to you. And the thing about angels is that, unlike guides, I've never seen... Angels, angels don't, they, they just don't, they don't, don't, they don't hang, hang people. Around. Well, what are we doing today? Right. What's, what's on TV? I you mean, know? people may claim, I mean, I hear it a lot. My angels, this, that, you That's know, fine. whatever. But it's, you know, That's yeah, fine. there's, there's a misperception. Angels are wild. Angels are like wild animals. They're, 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 they're they like, don't, they don't <laughs> just sit, they usually visit. They usually make a visitation. Right, that's what I'm saying, an interventional, on an interventional basis rather than a, you know, a constant basis. Unless you're blessed. Now, a guide is different, even the term. An angel is not a guide. A guide, when you think of a guide, it's like, you know, you have a, a guide that leads you through the wilderness, a guide that directs you to a certain place. I, angels will bless you. Angels will protect you. Guides don't. They don't protect you, and they don't bless you. They aren't equipped with that kind of substance. They sort of guide you and direct you. They're like a, they're, they're like a student driver trainer. They sort of guide you. There's a certain communication, and some people have direct communication with their guides, but a guide can't sit and tell you the answers. That's why they're guides. They can only guide you. They can only suggest. Sometimes there can be conferences um, in in sleep. Guides can talk directly to the astral body and and forget about the brain. But there's more of a direct communication. That's like a referee. That's like a trainer talking to the boxer between matches. The trainer doesn't jump into the boxing ring and 
helps the boxer out in between matches. So between uh, episodes of consciousness and sleep, guides can come in. That's usually when they step in. But right, guys but they don't, don't like, intervene during a situation where the person is having a conflict. No. You know, a guide won't come in and, and help you win a battle. or Right, because the idea... That's not a guide. So, I mean, you know, the premise is, <laughs> the premise is that when you come down to the planet, that you are responsible on a personal level for your actions and situations that you encounter and that you're not going to have, you know, a, a spiritual intervention every time you have a conflict. That's not how it works. Well, I remember the first conflict I ever had with guides was um, for about two years, I was in the Indian guides, and I thought it, they, it was G-U-Y-S. I thought <laughs> it was a bunch of guys that grouped together, so we were Indian guides. And it wasn't until something happened somewhere along the line where I mentioned it and someone corrected me and said, no, it's guides. It's not guides. It's guides, <laughs> G-O-I-D-E-S. Then it, you know, I was kind of a strange kid. So I thought, Indian guides? Well, how does that make? It made more sense to say Indian guides. What is an Indian guide? Are we, are we guides? And it started my whole brain working as to why we would be called Indian guides. You know, we have certain things we had to do. Yeah, especially. why would you be called Indian guides? It didn't make any sense. Doesn't, not a lot, because you would think that, you know, you're, you're not really guiding anyone, being in a Boy Scout type troop. Right. And, you, you know, we wore feathers on our heads. And you had certain of course, you probably Indian couldn't guides. do that now. No, <laughs> Boy, no, you I, get in big trouble. Usually, I didn't get it. I did. I I had a, a feather on my ass, and they didn't put it on my head. You still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea that um, the idea that you know, I just thought Indian guys is better. It doesn't make any sense. I, you know, you had a little book, and you had to follow the book, just like Cub Scouts. Now, Cub Scouts. That made a little bit more sense to me. I was a Cub Scout, too. That made a little bit more sense to me because, you know, scouting, okay, Cub, Cub Scout. I didn't understand why it meant bears. You know, I did, I first, when I first joined the Cub Scouts, I thought, well, is, it, is this the Chicago Cubs? Are we, is this a baseball thing? Cub, Cub, Cub Scout. You know, because I was a kid that took words and really looked at them. And they it wouldn't. Why didn't they call it Wolf Scouts? That would make more sense. Well, you're lucky. Yeah. Packs. I wasn't. I was so involved in in other extracurricular activities, the main extracurricular activity, that I wasn't. I didn't have time to do Girl Scouts, 4-H. I wanted to do it, but I just. I I was so involved in one path. Of I mean, well, later I was more diverse. Later, I was more diverse when I got into high school and, you know, more diverse things, speech, drama. But, you know, I was singularly focused when I was a kid and everything was devoted to, well, to me, one I practice. Mean, it's no wonder I had psychological problems because then as I got older, now I'm older and I'm in Boy Scouts. Okay, <laughs> why, why is it Men Scouts? 
Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Indian Guides. When were you in Boy Scouts? After Cub, Cub Scouts. But you weren't a man. No, but you're older. Well, it should so be you young adult scouts. I, you know, I don't know. When, when or I young adult to Cub what? Scouts, I thought, okay, I'm getting older, but now that I'm being referred to as a Boy Scout. Why wasn't I a Boy Scout before the... Well, a cub is a baby. So, I, I know, mean, but I didn't... I thought Indian... Well, anyways, the language was... Um, now, a scout and a guide. Well, you know, why don't we have scouts? Well, you know, my spiritual scout. The, there's a difference between scout. Scouting, they scout out. They scout out something. Scout means to locate. You scout out a location. A guide means to travel and guide along the way. So it's a very, very strong distinction of words. So there was no real sense in the. I mean, there's no real sense in titling Indian guides Indian guides. No, they or should have called them a pack of guys. Well, or you know, something else. Then they had Girl Scouts. And, they had, and yeah, then I got yeah. really concerned because I had a little girlfriend. I said, oh, what, what uniform is that? She goes, I'm in the brownies. Brownies. I know. I wanted to. I never got to do all that. And I thought, the brownies? Well, is this a cooking? Are you, like, in a cooking thing? No, no. We're called brownies. It's the same as your uh, Cub Scouts. I, I was so confused there's no wonder I was, I have seen a psychiatrist at that time. <laughs> but, uh, but the name that we give things, um, I don't know why they, you know, brownie, brownies. I mean, did the first, they, were they making brownies? And then they said, let's call ourselves brownies. I don't know. They had brown uniforms. Maybe that was a camouflage. In they the did woods. have brown uniforms. But, you know, brownies were, you know, when a girl had a brownie. And then you, and then... Back in those days, Cub Scouts had to wear their uniforms when they went to school. So I had to wear a Cub Scout uniform with a bison. Like on the day that you met with them? Yeah. Not every no, day. No, no. When I, on the day that we you, had you met to have Cub the meet, Scouts, have, right. I had to wear my uniform with the bat, and it was blue like the cavalry. And, and then the scarf around your neck was held together by this bison clip that went up. It was a bison, a skull of a bison. And, and, you know, and I wore that, and with my little stick, my little stripes on the side and badges on the front, and it was like, okay, you're, you're a Cub Scout. You get to wear that to school today. And then the Cub Scouts met that evening, and we had a book we had to do and work on, and we get certain medals for it. But, you know, we're getting to the word... Is that what a scout is, or is that what a guide is? Is a guide like, you know, what we call them den leaders. Now, scouts have den leaders. When I have a problem, I always call the Boy Scouts. Yeah. They've been very helpful in, in well, helping me they, when, they I, when I run into issues. They do services, you know. <laughs> they I mean, certainly do. <laughs> I, I, you know, when I, when I had my Boy Scout uniform, you know, I had to stop helping ladies across the street. I mean, you're obligated to do certain things that, you you know, you can't throw rocks at windows and, you, you know. You well, you're, you're held to a certain standard of conduct, and it's obviously the group is meant to, to help instill certain values in, in kids right. and, you know. This train that got derailed back there, the Boy Scouts rescued a lot of people. I mean, but anyways, we're getting, 
getting off the topic, but we're on the topic. Well, I mean, we're getting to there. Yeah, we do have a caller. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi, you're on the air, but you're very echoey. Oh, sorry. I was in the um, uh, other room. I was screaming through the phone. (laughs) But is, is it better now? That's better. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, my name is Alyssa, and I'm calling from Wyoming, and I have called before. I remember. Yeah, you remember. I, <laughs> I call every time I say, and I'm a new caller, but I remember yeah. calling before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. okay. Um, so I was just wondering, um, my life has just, I, it's like a, um, like a tower moment or whatever. It's it just everything around. Um, I lost my my home, um, my son, just everything, my boyfriend, like everything in, all in the same week. And I don't know what's going on and why it's going on or if I it have is, like a curse on me or something. I don't think you have a curse. I mean, I'm just going to go out go out on a limb and say I don't think there's a curse on you. But let's get your birth date. Nine seventeen of seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. You have a really high karmic number. Forty three. Forty three seven. Okay, so you are um, twenty two and twenty one. You're forty three years old. Forty two. You're going to be 42. Yeah. Hey, don't. But you're going to be 43. Not yet, though. <laughs> no, no. I'm not trying to age you, but you're going to. Be, so 43. I mean, yes. part of the reason you're going through all these changes is because you're uh-huh. on the cusp of your karmic number 43. So what about turn 43. Well, you're, when you're 43, you're going to go through major change. Major change. Oh. And more those changes, huh? More than I am right now. Well, well, I, you know, we've got to determine that in the call what may be coming, okay. but what's happening right now is part of that change because you're in a window of um, what two months from your birthday, less than two months yep. away. Yep. Yeah. So you're you're right there, and every things are kind of falling apart for you right now yeah but yes that i mean you know i mean losing your son not great losing your boyfriend he's not not lost he's just he he's 13 and he has an attitude and he just went and he's staying with my daughter because he hates me i guess okay i mean he's not lost but it did what's your son's birthday it is five twenty one of two thousand nine. He's compounded nineteen ten one. And he's staying with your daughter. And you say yes. you lost your boyfriend and your home too, so can you give us a little backup background detail on um, that? Yes. Well I lost my job at FedEx. I was um I ran into a parked car, so I got fired from there. Oh, and, we, um, I remember you had a problem. Yeah. I remember you were applying for that job, and you had yeah, had I got a, it. 
You got it, but we <laughs> and we probably said you would get it. I think we said you were going to get the job. Yeah, but you said I wouldn't be there long. You said I that I wouldn't be there long, and you were right. <laughs> well, I mean, but there was a problem you had with cough syrup or something that you stole, and so that's on your record, and you were concerned yes. FedEx would hire you because yes. of that, and they did. But then you ran into yeah, a parked and that didn't car. Even come up. What's that? You ran into a parked car. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I did. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I got fired from there. So I didn't pay my rent, and that's why I lost my place to live. So where are you living? Um, I'm staying with my daughter's uncle. <laughs> he he works a lot, and I clean his house anyway. So he just offered me to stay here until I can get another place. Well, I mean, I think, you know, there's a there's a level of responsibility and awareness that you need to be applying to your life. And I mean, running into a parked car, it's, you know, um, yeah. not, not, good. I know. not a great thing that you did that. So you weren't being cautious and aware. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that created, a, you know, kind of cascade of events that... It has resulted in you losing your home, et cetera. Yes. You know, okay, so let's let's look at this. Now, when you look at your, now listen carefully. When you look at your numbers, 917, they're actually uh-huh. repeated in your 1979 because you have a 7, a 9, and the 19 is a 10 or a 1. So you actually have another repeat of 1, Seven nine and nine one seven. You have a reflection of numbers on both sides of your month and day and your year. Not to mention you have okay. two sevens in your month and your year. You have seven each what one. What does that mean? You have a master seven. Well, what it means is that you've come down to be spiritually tested. You know, you you obviously have a pretty rough go at it in life. It sounds like your yep, life, your life you, a lot of accidents, a lot of mistakes, nothing fatal, yep. but you're being tested. You're being tested probably because I would assume in a past, past life, life you discarded spirit and you had a lot of power and you didn't really care about spiritual things and you weren't evil but you probably were the kind of person that thought, you know, I'm very comfortable. I make a good money. I don't know if I believe in God or spirit. I, you know, I, in fact, I probably don't. And uh, I don't really need to worry about anybody. So you had this, but you collected karma. And obviously even uh-huh. family. So you have this sort of battle in life where you try your best. You're a good person, yeah. but things yeah. happen to you. Those things that are happening to you are probably the focus of karma coming back and just kicking you and seeing, well, are you you good? How long is that going to last the rest of my life then? Well, no, no, no. As Kristen was saying, you've collected a lot of years of, of concentrated karma over all your lifetime. So at 43, you have a break. There's going to be a good break at 43. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, hallelujah. Good, no, it's a good one. It's a good one because your brain oh, will involve the numbers seven and nine, and that's great. That oh, means good. a relationship. That means spirituality. And that means a constant 
level of comfort. Oh, good. I'm ready for it. I'm tired. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, did your, who, do you have anyone in your background, anyone in your background, in your past, who ever went to prison or jail? Oh, yep, I sure do. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking to you. We're talking to your spirit guide right now because that spirit guide just gave me that information. Why don't you fill in the blank? I mean, don't fill in the blank. Fill in the validation. What was this a uh, uncle or grandpa? Who, um, when I was, oh yeah, the most tragic prison. Um, my uncle. That's weird. You say uncle? That is so weird. Um, he, yes, he went to prison when I was eleven. Yeah. For what? Uh, second degree murder. Boy. See? But he used to touch me, and I tried to tell my 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 yeah. mom, and she, and she didn't believe me, and so I was so happy to see him go. You know, I was you know I was happy. So, Alyssa, I have to stop you just for a moment because I my when you said your uncle went to prison, I got a vibe that he was sexually not abusing you necessarily. But that he there was a there was sexual abuse going on. He's like with children. Yeah. Um, so that's not what he went to prison for. But I did get that no. vibe. Question: Is there yes. any? We're talking about Indians earlier in the show, but I don't know if you were listening. But I know I just didn't okay. But aside from that, is there any Native American anything Native American Native yes. American in your history? Um, well, my mom's adopted, so we don't know where she comes from. But uh-huh. um, we, but she looks Indian, and um, I still. This is going to sound crazy, but I feel like either in a past life or um, right now that I am like I that I'm an Indian. I've I've had the weirdest dreams. I've had my spirit guide. I think it, she's an Indian, and she visited me in the shower, and we communicated through our minds. It was the weirdest experience. I meant then I went to a sweat lodge and stuff. And I mean, I just had so much stuff with the Indian, like so. There's a connection. So that's a validation. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that's there. All right. And what was okay. the circumstance of the second degree murder? Um, I'll do the whole story real quick. Um, I this is this is what I heard is that um, uh, there was an older man that had root uh, gave my uncle's friend drugged him at the bar and uh, took him up to his apartment or something and sodomized him. I'm not even for sure what that word is. That um, sodomized his friend for two days and didn't let him go. So then um, the guy told my uncle they went and stole my grandpa's guns. And the the guy that got sodomized, he... Um, he shot him first. That's when my uncle got second degree murder. But uh, they shot him 72 times and oh buried God. him in the side of a mountain. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's and we lived in a super small town. And uh, I had a rough time. Everybody, you know, just everybody talking about me and what had happened. Like it was a big, big, big ordeal there. Okay. So, so the reason this came up is because we're trying to find one, we found your guide who is speaking to us. Yeah. And then two, okay. the guide gave us specific information to prove the guide's presence. And so we were able yes. to hear that guide speak to us. 
three, yes, it forms do you think, as I'm sorry. sorry. Three, it forms do you think women. My, do you, Go ahead. Okay. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So three, yeah. it forms a validation that your 43rd year may be the best year of the beginning of your life. You know, the, okay. a new beginning. Okay, go ahead. Thank gosh. Um, so do you think that my spirit guide is the woman that visits me in the shower, the Indian woman? Is yeah. she my spirit guide? Yeah. Oh, good. I knew that. I did have a yeah. feeling about that. But it, and I, well, feel water, I, I feel her a lot. The water is very important to the spirit guide because the spirit guide was probably uh, transported from a former lifetime when you were uh, an American Indian. And the yes, water been that your your element of being an Indian would have had something to do with the water element of the tribe. So it would have been a tribe that practiced the water rain dance or was very attuned yes. to maybe trout fishing or right. but there was a strong yes. element. It wasn't a plains Indian. It was, water. Was a water, it was more along the coast. Or a river. A river. Hmm. Yeah. Um what about Mayan Indians? Do you it could it be a Mayan Indian? Mayan? Mayan, Mayan uh, is not. No, not I don't get that. I don't that's get what my mom is telling me. She she tries telling me she's Mayan Indian, but I've done looked it up and stuff, and I don't I don't see the. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, don't I mean, you may have lineage. Your family may have lineage. That that's a separate issue. We're talking about a past life in this regard, yes. and I see more of an American Indian also. Yeah, in the, I mean, you know, the it, tribal. The tribal splintering of tribes, you know, when we look at Native American or we look at Mayan or Aztecs, more in Mexico, you know, we're looking at a splintering of tribal humanity. So there may be some splintering of the bloodline. But in this, okay. in this case, your spirit guide is American Indian. Yes, and I, I had a feeling about that. That's awesome. That thank you so much for validating that for me. I've always wondered that. Yeah. So what we can expect is um, what we can expect is that your forty third year will be better. Now, why did you get fired from FedEx? She ran into a truck. Is that part? Oh, car? you ran. Oh, that so, line. So we're talking yeah. about, I mean, saying, yes, that there are things outside her control that are occurring, but there are also areas, I think, where she things could that be caused. more. I mean, you know, sometimes things happen as a result of karma and you're, you know, the, the victim of unfortunate accidents or involved in unfortunate accidents, you know. Yeah. So you, it can be attributed to karma, but also there's a level of being more aware and personally responsible you know, yes. you're driving from FedEx and probably should have been more cautious. You know, Definitely. I don't usually uh, prescribe rituals. I'm not really into doing rituals because I, I think that the element of spirit energy, it has to be raw material. It's just the communication energy. But I'm going to suggest you do something. Find some okay. precious stones. Find some precious um, stones or pebbles and put them in a water. Put them in water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, you're choosing. You know, okay. you're choosing. Nothing expensive. You know, like Just, like crystals. Yeah, I go rock hunting all the time. I no, go rock hunting. So, there you go. Go rock hunting. Okay, that's why. Yes. Go rock hunting. Find um, four 
rocks. Okay, and it don't matter what color or nothing like that? It doesn't matter. Just four rocks. Okay. And take those four rocks that you can still hold in the palm of your hand and put them in a container that's not that big, maybe like a saucer container to a lid of something, and put water in it. As long as the water covers the stones and you can see the stones under the water, and it's no more than, you know, three inches high. Okay. What does that do? What does that do? Well, what will that do? It relates to something ritualistic in your past where you were more thoroughly connected to the spirit world. And so what it's going to do, it's going to replicate a ritual from your past life. Oh, cool. And when you put those okay. stones, and when, now here's the next step. When you, okay. now listen carefully, when you put those stones in the water, I want you from the depth of your soul to sort of chant a song as though you were an American Indian. Don't worry about the language. You can hum it out. You can chant it out. It can just be a series of vocal sounds. It doesn't have to be words. You can make up words. But I want you to do that. For about 30 seconds. Okay. okay. You, know, you know how the Indians okay. do it. <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit too warpath. Do a little bit more mellow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I don't okay. want you to get in the fire department comes to see the <laughs> Yeah, don't want that. Definitely not. No. So, but okay. do it really mellow. Really mellow, almost like okay. long, almost like the sound of a hawk in the, in the sky. You want to relate it oh, okay. to the Indian consciousness of animal spirit. Okay. And I would suggest, like you're chanting romantically to like a hawk, a bird oh. of prey. Okay. All right. I will do that. Okay, good. I just did. I saw a, a huge, um, I was coming around the corner when I was rock hunting, and um, there was an eagle in the middle of the road, and it was huge. The wow. wingspan was bigger than it, my truck was wide. It was so beautiful. It was the beautifulest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, wow. that was spirit. That, that eagle, and hawk eagle, that eagle was, your, was part of the consciousness of your spirit guide communicating with you. To, to, wow. to activate it, to ultimately activate the conversation as we speak. It was already known that wow. it happened. Yeah, that is so cool. I didn't think that, but yes. I'm pretty lucky to have a spirit guide that's like her, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously, you know, in your code, it it demonstrates that you are, I mean, it shows you you are going to be tested. Your spirituality is going to be tested in this lifetime and it has so and oh, you're definitely. supposed to you know nine you're supposed to endure <laughs> you're supposed to be long you know and, and maintain yeah. a spiritual essence no matter what's going on around you which can be challenging i mean yeah it can be challenging especially you know, when you're faced with as i think about it there, there's a book you should read the woman who runs with wolves you should read that the book the woman who runs with wolves the Woman Who Runs With Wolves. It's a book. Okay. 
And your spirit in the shower was a medicine woman. So there might be some, I mean, it might have materialized in this lifetime that there was some nurse or somebody in medicine around you. But needless to say, the Indian guide spirit, the female spirit, it was incarnated, was was a human form at one time that was a medicine woman. Yes. You you know what's crazy is when I went to that sweat lodge, when the woman talked to me and the, or, you know, my spirit guide talked to me in the shower, they told me that their mother had passed and she was a shaman and people traveled from all around the world for her healing powers and they thought that that was who had visited me in the shower was their mother. Yeah, that I would agree. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You guys hit the nail on the head today about everything. Well, that's good to know. Follow us, like our show. We would appreciate it, you know. Yes, I will for sure, guys. You guys have done great today. Everything you guys said was so valid and um, right on the money. We really appreciate it, and, you know, good luck with your future um, endeavors and look your job hunt. Yes. I hope you get in a stable house soon. Well, tell your – tell your uh, – your Indian spirit guide that we're out of Land O'Lakes butter. <laughs> and if she could tell you some. Right. Yes. Okay. You don't even need better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's will, have a good I'll call day. you guys and update you and let you Please know. Do. Yeah. And like us on Facebook. Follow the show. Okay. Take care. Uh, yeah. Well, there's an example of uh, spirit guides. Right. I mean, you never, you know, I mean, it happens. Right, and, and, and again, it's spirit in human form. So oftentimes, I mean, most of the time, the guide that if you if you have a guide, which most of us do, generalization, the guide is someone who was in a in a body before. They lived on, you know, they lived as a human being. Usually, it is a soul that was formerly a human. I right. feel like. What is it? The art is formerly known as Prince. The soul is formerly known as a human. Alisa is a very frontier name. I think it's French origin. Alyssa. Alyssa. It might be French origin, but but it's got a... uh, There were a lot of Alyssas during the Pioneer days. Were there? Yeah. Yeah. It might be French in origin, uh, but... uh, Irish. Oh, Irish? Mm-hmm. Well, it says it can be traced to mainly English, but Greek, Hebrew, Irish, and French. Okay. So. Uh, my, I, I don't get, I get the feel in this case. For her, it's French. French. But there, it, that, but a lot of, back in the pioneer days, a lot of women were named on the side. It means, in Hebrew, it means joy or great happiness. Okay. Yeah. So there we have it. So, you know, I mean, that that kind of, when guides decide to send a reading, you know, we had a guide listener, obviously. So when they decide to send, send a call an energy yeah. in, you know, and an uncle going to prison. The Native American. Native American and the rocks and all that. The, the eagle. You know, it's interesting. She, she mentioned the eagle landing, and I didn't tell you. I forgot last night. Hawk flew right over my head 
right over my head. I thought it was a mockingbird for a minute. Yeah, I saw that hawk. Did you see the hawk? But, I mean, it flew literally right over my head. It was crazy. I mean, that hawk is trouble because he goes after our birds, you know, the doves. Yeah. But... It's, well, it's interesting was, because yeah, in the uh, Boy Scouts, you had uh, wolf, you had you could get to the category of wolf. In the in the Boy Scouts, that was a Cub Scout. The Boy Scouts, you can get to the eagle. You mean um, as far as a rank? A rank. Um. So the uh, the uh, part of the element of spirit, earth, animal. I mean, it's all there in the elements, water. Uh, it's all part of the energy. You know, her FedEx, you know, reminds me of the Pony Express. Um, and how she hit a car. And that's interesting because that that probably amounted to some form of energy in a past life right. that had to do with an accident. Right. But, but that accident might have been, who knows, a horse and a buffalo. Um, but that would have put her on the plains. But who knows? But we don't know exact location. But there seems to be some water element in there. So that was great that she called. Yeah, because it really fit in with our discussion, that's for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Well, we have a few minutes left. Are you want to... Are you ready? We can probably wrap up. We don't really have time for anybody. You know, we only got like two minutes left. Four, but yeah, it's fine. We can stop for the yeah. day. Well, you know, I think we fulfilled our duties <laughs> for the for the hour, and we will be back with you on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Bye bye. <laughs>